Hey, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to the Summer Hack Podcast. And it is that time of year when we all overindulge and then promise ourselves, oh, we're going to start living healthier. We're going to get more sustainable. Like, what kind of milk do you drink? Do you drink oat, almond, soy milk? Or maybe you're a traditionalist. It's cow milk or nothing at all. Would you ever think about having a big old glass of synthetic milk if it was going to be better for the environment? Because there's already a big investment in lab-grown milk in Australia. It could actually be on our supermarket shelves in the next couple of years, they reckon. And it does sound very strange, but it's meant to be better for the environment. It's definitely got some scientists excited. But with all these alternative milk products already on the market and the ones that are being invested in now that are come in the future, what does that mean for our dairy industry? Our Tassie reporter, April McLennan, hit up some of Tasmania's dairy farms to find out. Hey, Sid, how are you going? Yeah, really good, thanks, April. How are you? Good. How's the farm life going? Yeah, it's going really good. I want you to meet Jacinta Fialo. She milks almost 1,000 cows on a dairy farm at Meander in northern Tassie. Now, there's a company that says they're going to make lab-grown milk. What do you think about this? It's an interesting concept. Me, personally, I would rather drinking milk rather an animal product. To me, that's something that comes from a lab, like, doesn't sit right. Even compared to, like, a coconut milk or an almond milk, like, I would rather something like that. The company I just mentioned is an Australian startup. It's called Eden Brew, and it's been developing synthetic milk at Werribee in Victoria. The CSIRO has even backed the project. But you don't need cows or other animals to make synthetic milk. It's grown using a newish biotechnology called precision fermentation that creates biomass cultured from cells. So basically, they're making fake milk in a lab that actually has the same taste, look and feel as normal milk. But Jacinta reckons this raises questions over who can use the term milk. Do these alternatives need to be called something different? Because I think when you think of milk, you think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm having an animal product, but then having an alternative, like, by not calling it milk, that kind of separates it. At around four o'clock every morning, you'll find Lizzie Spencer in the dairy milking cows. I'm not a massive fan of early mornings, but it's not, it's not bad, because I know what I'm doing, so, you know. <laughs> She's from Yorkshire in England, and she's doing some farm work that's required to renew a visa. Lizzie's fairly new to the dairy industry, but she's got a few thoughts on the fake milk idea. I personally wouldn't drink it. Like, from milking cows myself, like, it just feels more natural, and I think, I don't know, to me, like, almond milk and all those other milks, they're not really that natural, and, you know, a lot more goes into it. Rather than this is, you know, drinking cow's milk, I think that's more natural. About 80% of the world's population regularly eat and drink dairy products. But cows are actually a bit of an environmental problem. They emit a massive amount of methane from farting and burping. Super gross. But the methane they produce is one of the gases that's speeding up climate change. And livestock actually accounts for about 10% of Australia's total greenhouse gas emissions. Melina Boyovich, who's a PhD candidate at Macquarie University, has been doing some research, looking at mega trends in the global dairy sector, 
especially with the development of synthetic milk, which offers milk without methane emissions. The average consumer is looking at price. And so there's a lot of conversation at the moment around price parity and price points. So perhaps once these synthetic products can be at the same price point as conventional dairy, there's that opportunity. Um, because at the moment, even with plant-based products, they're generally quite expensive. They're quite artisanal, experimental, and they're not for everyone. Melina reckons the development of synthetic milk could create some challenges for companies that produce milk powder for the ingredient market. If synthetic milk can be powdered and turned into an ingredient in the industrial food processing space, so thinking about foods like chips and chocolate that have milk solids in them. And so I just wonder whether any, the average consumer would be none the wiser to even check where that milk solid came from. In fact, some dairy companies have even jumped on the bandwagon. Australian Dairy Cooperative Norco is backing the Eden Brew project, and New Zealand Dairy Cooperative Fonterra has announced a joint venture to develop and commercialise synthetic milk. The argument why they might do that is to ensure that they still remain competitive in a changing dairy landscape, which is fine, but I think for their members and for people on the ground that are working the land and that have you know, farms and intergenerational farms and this is their livelihoods, it raises a lot of questions around the viability of existing systems. So where does this leave dairy farmers? Well, for Jacinta, she says there's still heaps of unanswered questions over what impacts this could have on the industry, but she doesn't think cow's milk will be phased out in her lifetime. How would it look if we, you know, went down one of those paths where we didn't have animal products? Like, is it sustainable? You know, like, are, we, are those other alternatives going to be able to fill the gap? And, you know, what happens to all the people's jobs that are affected and what happens to the animals if we have no need for them? Like... How, does, how, how would it even look if you were to, to phase dairy out completely? Summer Hack on Triple J.